Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. We are recording the last episode of the year of 2022, episode 76. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. It's good to be back here on the show. Jeremy, what are you wearing? Dude, it's my favorite flannel. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just seems like it'd be like really hot because we're down in florida at the moment it's fine dude normally any other occasion i'd be recording naked but naked oh hey jamie what's up hey hey thank you for not being buck naked (laughs) (laughs) yes uh we have a special guest for the last episode of the year jamie norton our certified santa claus expert that is a title (laughs) i hold dear and take very seriously so thank you for that introduction jeremy I'm I'm very glad that you can hold that title because I don't know if I could. So, Jeremy, what movie are we covering today? Yeah, so Christmas is over, but we are not done celebrating Christmas. We have one more Christmas movie to cover before we wrap up the end of the year. So, yeah, and we are covering the movie from 1994, The Santa Claus. <sighs> A classic. Fun fact about that, I always thought Santa Claus was just spelled with an E at the end, so... That was the first thing I wrote down. I think I was an adult before I spelled Santa Claus correctly. It just doesn't seem natural. Like, Claus. It needs the E at the end. I agree. Okay. I'm glad we're all on the same page because I had that written down as well. Wow, that was great. <laughs> I took a class in uh, in college. It was like business law, and we talked about clauses, and it, that that just messed me up the whole year. Anytime I was talking about clauses. And then there, isn't there another movie called like the Santa Claus, but it's spelled the right way. It's like some eighties movie or something. Mm, that feels like copyright infringement. I don't know. <laughs> so Jeremy, would you say clause is like the vocab word of this movie for you? No, actually the vocab word for this movie is soy. Soy milk. You never heard of I soy milk? Story. I know I've never heard of soy milk. This movie <laughs> came out when I was what? Negative three years old. So Mm. I watched this in kindergarten and I had a friend in my kindergarten class. I won't say that he's a friend now because we've just drifted apart, but his name was Nico. All right. I don't even know his last name. The kid punched me in first grade and that ended our relationship. He got expelled. Well, not because of that. He got expelled for other reasons, but he was a, he was a mean kid, but in kindergarten, we got along tight. And it came to be snack time, and we had this this classic snack that was just white bread, butter, and honey, not even toasted, just like a half sandwich. And that was so good, and we got milk to drink, but Nico couldn't drink that milk because he was lactose intolerant. So mm. they gave him soy milk, and they ran out of the regular milk, so they were like, Jeremy, I mean, we've got water, or you can have some of Nico's soy milk if that's okay. I was like, I guess I'll try it. I said, soy milk's fine. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I tasted it, and it was disgusting. And I I couldn't finish it. And now every time I see that scene or watch this movie, I taste soy milk. So... Do you think soy milk has made a vast improvement? Because I do feel like this movie gave it gave it kind of a bad rap. 
but I feel like Probably. it's fine now. Like maybe they've improved it. I also feel like when you're a kid and you taste something that gross, you build it up to be something way grosser than it needs to be. And then on the other hand, your taste buds kind of grow up with you. So I'm sure it's totally fine now. I'm actually going to go try some one day. Then they got all kinds of fancy doohickeys now. They got cashew milk. They got almond milk. They got all these things. Oats. Oat. <laughs> How do you milk an oat? <laughs> Me and Jamie have a fun story about oat milk and regular milk. <laughs> we do. I think you've Which told it, it on the podcast before. Yeah, we actually. did. Uh, Jamie was in the community theater production of Fiddler on the Roof with me. And uh, yeah, she was the latte lady that passed lattes out to the to the actors. Wait, that makes it sound like you're some assistant. <laughs> I was paid no. for my time. In the in the credits, it said assistant to Mr. Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she would always so sweetly make us uh, lattes with almond milk on the way down to rehearsals. And then on one of the days, I guess I'd just gotten so used to regular milk. I'm not even lactose intolerant, but I I drank, well, I drank a regular milk latte right before our big production, and it kind of <laughs> sat in my stomach, and I ended up fainting a little bit, passing out, blacking out. I don't know. But it was really funny because it was on stage. There should be a warning label on cows. <laughs> Just brand they cause it on fainting. Them. <laughs> I'll have to give soy milk a, new, a try. Another another shot, especially with some cookies. Shout out to Nico. I don't know where he's up to. I'm sure he made the naughty list. <laughs> that year he did. <laughs> So, Jamie, do you remember the first time that you saw this movie? No. I mean, this was one of the stapliest staples of my childhood Christmas watching. It was like, mm. it was not Christmas until this movie was watched. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was three when it came out. Um, I can't imagine we waited too long. Probably five, six, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I the first time I saw this movie, I I think I borrowed it from my friend Chad, actually. He was like one of my like childhood best friends. And I think I went over to his house and it was like a movie I wanted to watch, but I like I didn't have time because mom was picking me up or something. So I was like, Oh, you can take it home. So I borrowed the movie and of course I was a big Tim Allen fan. Our family loved home improvement. And so I was like, I didn't know how I had not oh, seen yeah. this movie at some point, you know. I I don't know, I was probably five or six or seven, somewhere in there, late 90s, I think. And the funny thing that happened, though, is we borrowed the tape and our VCR, like, ate it. So, like, we tried to watch oh, it a couple man. times and it, like, destroyed the tape. And so then we had to, like, go and buy a replacement tape and, like, give it back to him and let him know, oh, sorry, our, our VCR ate your <laughs> tape. And I was just so bummed because I was like, oh, we went all through, all through the trouble of buying it, and now we don't even get to keep it. We just got to give it back to him. That's so... Oh. That does feel tragic. <laughs> and it wasn't even your fault. It was the dumb VCR's fault. I know. That's always such a heartbreak. Kids these days, they don't, they don't understand the risk that you took whenever you watched a movie. <laughs> Cross your fingers. 
all the digital stuff. Kids these days will never understand the pressure of like inserting a pencil and making sure you wind it back perfectly, making sure it's not twisted. (laughs) Man, I. So we, we came down to visit our dad for Christmas this year and we decided we were going to pop in some old VHSs to watch, you know, Muppet Christmas Carol, a Christmas Eve tradition. Mm-hmm. And we, this, this is the first time I've even used a VCR in probably years. <laughs> uh, and I will say I forgot how to use one. <laughs> it's just been so long. Are you like one of those people who wants to listen to vinyl? Cause that's the way it's meant to be heard. Is that how it was with the VHS? Like, you didn't want to just watch it on Disney huh. Plus. Well, no, that's just because we had the VHS. <laughs> it was just more nostalgia reasons. Yeah, like oh, let's just I respect throw that. in the throw in the <laughs> tape. Why not? Because it just happened to be already hooked up. Did it have the previews? Like all the previews that it you know? Did it have previews for other stuff that you watched growing up? Every time you watched that movie. Well, this movie, The Muppets Christmas Carol, had just pretty much just Muppet trailers for all the other movies yeah <laughs> so so just commercials must for like, like the muppet movie muppet caper release. all that stuff what more do you need yeah. yeah a muppet treasure island probably but that one hasn't come out yet <sighs> it's like you bought this tape we know what you like here's some more <laughs> muppets much. you have highbrow <laughs> humor <laughs> and we took it <laughs> jeremy do you have any stories of seeing this movie for the first time I genuinely don't. Um, I remember it being a magical experience. I remember not a lot of other movies gave you a feeling in your stomach like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this is the first time we're seeing the actual canonized North Pole. You know? And, like, the whole, like, song experience of them, like, floating down from the ice... And using like the North Pole sticking out and just like that weird singular elf in the Arctic just popping out of nowhere. Yeah, I feel like other movies since this one have shown the North Pole, but none have shown it so like mysteriously. They showed just enough to give you a peek and make you want more. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Um, Elf does the North Pole dirty. It looks so rough. Hmm. I just, Hot take. I, I said it. Elf, the Elf North Pole looks rough. Is it the narwhal for you, or? I don't know. It's just the there's there's not a lot of world, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a two D backdrop the whole time. Hmm. I'm sorry. Mail your I'm complaints sorry I to that. John Favreau, I guess. <laughs> I will say we were not. Like, I was not a home improvement fan. I think that was part of growing up in a girl household versus a boy yeah. household. Yeah, yeah um, And so this was kind of my first... It's more of a last man standing kind of situation then. You know, we were... I think this was my first exposure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think this was my first exposure to Tim Allen. And then I feel like he was everywhere because I was looking up the oh, timeline yeah. and... This was right before Toy Story. So this was peak. I mean, they were thinking, let's just get that guy in everything at this point. Yeah. 
Tim Allen has made Disney a lot of money, I would say, through the years. Between <laughs> Home Improvement and then he was in Toy Story. He was in Santa Claus movies, Jungle to Jungle. Um, what are some other Disney Man movies? of the House? Like missing... No, that's, is that? Is that it had Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Oh, that maybe that's what I'm Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. In Galaxy <laughs> Quest, but that wasn't Disney, I don't think. Mm-mm. The Shaggy Dog movie, if you want to count that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. But he was. He was everywhere. He yeah. was in a lot of movies. And then suddenly not in any movies. And then he was back on TV. Hey, don't Suspicious. he was in Zoom, okay? The 2006 <laughs> greatest superhero movie of 2006. <laughs> Tim Allen is one of the stapliest staples of all the actors in our childhood. And that's an easy thing to say. Um, other than that, Jeremy, I know that you have some opinions about this first movie. So I feel like we maybe we should just oh boy. get into it. Okay. Okay. My opinions may have changed watching it again this year. But I personally have always kind of thought that this movie is poorly paced. And notice how I said that very slowly. Because this movie is so slow moving. It just comes in waves of like greatness and then just waves of boringness. Um yes. I just like I just like the second one better because I don't know. I don't I don't know. But that's I know I know that's a hot thing. I was with you until you said that you like the second one better because I I see what you mean because I feel like there's a lot of action at the beginning. Yeah. And then we skip months at a time and then we're yeah. back at Thanksgiving and he's due back at the North Pole. Yeah, that I didn't process that at all. The timeline always confused me as a kid. Right. Like it's Christmas again? Yeah, this one I I I do agree cuz I I think that anytime I've rewatched this one, this one has been yeah, it, it kind of drags a little bit in the middle, like you were saying. But the movie is not long. Like we we actually had like all of these movies playing over Christmas <laughs> and it was just <laughs> going from like one to the next one on Disney Plus, just kind of playing in the background. And it's only like 90 minutes. Like it's pretty short. So it's just kind of weird that a, like a shorter movie like that would would kind of drag, yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie cuz I love this movie. I think it's a great movie. I just think there are some parts of it that don't need to be in it hmm. or drag out some of the other well, great scenes. The first 30 minutes are the best for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. At, at what point do you say that it starts to drag? Let's, let's get into, let's, let's pinpoint it, figure out what it is. Uh, any of the scenes dealing with, uh, Laura and Neil, <laughs> any scene except for, Neil's sweaters, which are the standout <laughs> part of this movie, because those sweaters are awesome. <laughs> yeah, custody battles don't make me feel like Christmas. Yeah, it's very depressing. Yeah. I I was gonna mention this one has a lot more like more mature themes in it. Yeah, and it's like yes, it's a Christmas movie, and it's got that all going in the background. But there's this whole broken kind of family. There's like you know a child of divorce. 
storyline. There's, and then there's just this storyline of like, is Scott Calvin going crazy? Like becoming Santa Claus? Like, I, I don't know if I've seen this on YouTube before or not, but I feel like there's got to be some kind of like recut trailer of this movie that like makes it look like a psychological thriller or something like that. Cause you could easily take some of these scenes and like, make it look like super weird. Like this guy, he was once this, you know, rich businessman. And now he's like going crazy. He, he thinks he's Santa Claus. American psycho. Anyway. <laughs> and just yeah, like the, no, the idea of like belief and believing and not seeing and that sort of stuff. It's just, there's a lot more mature themes in that. And I think that that as a kid, you're not really, you don't appreciate that as much until you're older, I think. Right. Because you just want to see Santa Claus at the North Pole, the living presence, yeah. so on and so forth. I think also the part where, I mean, they lead more into is Scott Calvin going crazy and just like when he's on the opposite side of the law and they're just so obsessed. I mean, he did technically kidnap his own kid, but <laughs> it, I don't know. Just seems like, can you give the guy the break? He's actually Santa Claus. Just pay attention, you know, because we're the listener. It's kind of more frustrating for us. But if you put yourself into their shoes, it makes total sense. But I will say, if we didn't have the uh, opposite side of the law storyline, we wouldn't have arguably the best scene in the movie, which I think we all know what I'm talking about. The, the elf patrol? Uh, I'm thinking of Papa Noel, Topo Gijo, <laughs> which we can, you know, we can discuss when we get there. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I always love when the elves broke them out. What is it? What are they called? The elves? Uh, ELFSs? ELFSs? Something squad? Right. I completely, freedom. Elves with attitude. <laughs> yeah, they were so cool. I wanted to have a jetpack like that. Well, um, going back a little bit, you were talking about how the movie like canonized the North Pole. Like, I feel like these movies added a lot to the Santa Claus story that we didn't maybe yeah. hadn't been shown before. Specifically, like, has a movie before this ever shown how Santa Claus, you know, how the becomes Santa the Claus? chimney transforms? And Santa Claus goes down the chimney. <laughs> what about houses that don't have the chimney? Well, they go through that little whatever exhaust pipe in the roof and squeeze right. through like jello. Ooh, I wonder what that always felt like. <sighs> How come he doesn't get so dusty all the time in, with the chimney ash? The suit mm. does stay pristine. That's got to be part of the magic. Yeah. But I have, I have questions about this Santa origin story. Namely, what happens to dead Santa? Yeah. Does he his just body, disappears. Does he apparate to the North Pole? Um, is there a Santa graveyard? Is there a royal funeral? <gasps> Surely. I mean, we didn't Whoa. see the memorial service. What happened to Mrs. Claus? Oh, yeah, Whoa. the old Mrs. Claus. She's just mm. hanging around. Where did she pack her bags as soon as she found out? She's probably in distress. Feels like they're covering up a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of plot holes that <laughs> may or may not have been answered in the new Santa Claus's series. 
actually. <laughs> okay, called out. <laughs> Did you watch the whole show? Um, I watched exactly two minutes and 17 seconds. Oh, that's man. right. I'll try again. Right. I'll try again. It's fine. No, it, there, I can definitely see where you turned off the show because it is not the same at all. But I'm, me and Jonathan actually ended up loving it. Well, yeah, I, we I it. actually really liked it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I thought it had pretty good writing in it. Yeah. I um, thought it was just as good as, I mean, it, it's, it's better than Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Was Martin Short in it? No, unfortunately. No. Well. Martin Short is pretty much <laughs> Martin Short and Lucy are the are the two good parts of Santa Claus Three. I feel like they did mm-hmm. a great job. Um, but it's got it's, some, just it's a, got some moments. It's a wild movie, yeah. but no, I, I I enjoyed the show a lot. There's some really good new characters. I feel like there's a whole new head elf every movie or every time. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernard's in it. He comes back. That's great. He looks like an old man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this movie was made what twenty-seven years ago. So, yeah, yeah. That's I crazy. When I rewatched this one, speaking of Bernard, I, I, I couldn't believe how young he looked in this. Actually, like, <laughs> I always thought he was a lot older. He just looks like a kid, like a teenager. But yeah. I thought he was kind of like Dad. in his twenties <laughs> already in the first one. But no, yeah, no, Dad. Um. He was pointing out, he's like, what's that dude's name again? What? He doesn't have a country mm-hmm. accent. I don't know what I was saying that. He's like, what's that guy's <laughs> what's name what's again? What's that dude's name again over there, over yonder? <laughs> well, no, he said the words, who is that one kid? The one taller kid. Yeah. And I was like, who are you talking about? They're all short elves. Oh, you mean the adult elf, Bernard? That's all, I always that's, felt always like he that. was like a cool teen. I don't know. I never yeah. thought he was an adult. As a kid, I thought he was a cool teen. I thought he was in college, at least, or college-aged, young professional. Yeah, what, whatever reason, when you're know. a kid, you just don't understand ages and that sort of thing, what phase of life yeah. people are in. That's, that's like a theme that we're noticing in all the movies we rewatch. It's like, oh, they're a lot <laughs> younger than we thought they were. It hurts. Yeah. And now we're a lot older than we feel we are. So that's where it comes down to that's it. true. In high school. I thought I'll never high school is like 80 years from now. They're so old. Like I have a long time. And then now I think of high schoolers as actual children, which they are. Do you guys ever but... look back at high school yearbooks from earlier than you were in high school? So like the high school yearbook from maybe when you were in middle school or elementary school. Oh yeah. And even now those high schoolers look so much older than I feel like I looked when I was in high school or high schoolers look now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Even like looking through our parents' yearbooks, like these people are like adults with a pension and they're in like ninth grade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Must be fluoride toothpaste or something. (laughs) I have some observations from the like beginning of the movie if you want me to show okay them. sure let's get into i the mean beginning. i know we already got we already got went to the north pole so i don't know if we can go back oh no we jump around so one thing about this movie that always makes me feel it gives me the feels and then every time i hear this song 
I get the feels again is the version of the of White Christmas by the Drifters that's playing when you see that holiday turkey being made. Okay. And they trick you into thinking Scott Calvin is making this turkey. Talk about movie food I want to eat. That spread as the Drifters is playing. Quintessential Christmas Scene. That's a good shot. I've always remembered that transition from the TV screen to him with the fire extinguisher in the kitchen, like <laughs> the, the oven's on fire. <laughs> oh man, it's a good song. It's, it's a good song. So we always thought of that song as a classic Home Alone song. I guess that's the Drifters have just taken. They were the Mariah Carey of their day when it comes to Christmas songs. Would now be a good time to confess that I've never seen Home Alone. What? Hurts. But you know what it's about, right? Yeah. Prove it. It's yeah. a horror movie. It's a horror <laughs> movie. And it's about when you're home alone and you hear a knock at the door. And there are people standing out there with pillowcases over their head. And then I, I don't want to go on because you guys have a clean rating. On your show, so. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Wow, mm. you have not seen that movie. I I'd be very curious to see what you thought of it because I I don't really know what adults think of it. You grew up in America, right? I'm so biased of how much I love that movie that I I would never be able to like look at it objectively. For me, it's yeah. a five out of five. I want to say that might be one of the ones that had some, um foul language that my parents would not mm. let us watch that was like our pre-tv guardian days oh. and my mom was probably like we can't be letting you hear these words you another sheltered christian household huh <laughs> no spongebob for me no sir <laughs> tv guardian yeah let's talk about that a little bit i know we've <laughs> talked about it before from time to time but uh we, i mean we we had friends that have it that had it. We didn't actually have one really until like years <laughs> later. And then at that point we were all older and it was like it didn't matter. We couldn't get ours to work properly and we were like this is stupid. So the the TV Guardian, you'd like hook it up to the TV and I guess it would like read the closed captioning on the movies and then it would t- it would know like when there was like a cuss word in it and it would either there was like different options. You could either um and I'd be curious which which option your family selected. Because there's the option where you can just mute the word, or um, what was the other the other option? The- so ours was set up. It always cut out a few seconds because you know okay. if it muted just the word, you could tell what they mm-hmm. were saying, right? Right. But you could either just mute it, or you could mute it, and then they could replace it with a different word on the screen. Right. Um, you could have the the and- subtitles below. Yeah, with like an alternate give you some line. euphemisms. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but the problem was that could get awkward pretty fast. Um, <laughs> like, for instance, they would sometimes substitute the word "hug" for other affectionate acts. Mm. Um, like the band, the Hug Pistols. If you've ever heard of them, ex- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yes. that's what the that's what the um. The suggestion was on School of Rock. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, so that, that became pretty apparent that my parents wanted to turn off that setting pretty quickly. 
<laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I was getting at. Because I know there was some families I'd go there and it would just be, it would just go quiet for like a few seconds and you'd like be confused as to what's going on. And then others that, that had the subtitles below that would have like the alternates. So it was like, it was almost a game for like the kids to like try and figure out what they were saying. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just like, oh, I think I know what they're saying. We always had to turn off TV Guardian when we were watching Toy Story because it would <laughs> beep out the uh, cowboy's name. And so half the movie was just silent and we didn't oh, know man. what was going on or why. That was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> just just TV Guardian things. Just a conservative mm. Christian thing. Oh, oh man. man. The technology just was not there. But bless him for trying. Honestly, I feel like we didn't have one just because it was like expensive. <laughs> so we just yeah. learned where the words were and, and we're, we're quick with the remote to mute them. Yeah, but you gain your soul. So yeah, yeah, that's good. So. <laughs> Small Worth price it. to pay. Right. I, I, I do know that we got one a little bit later on because like a family had an extra one or something like that. And at that point, we just didn't really use it. Eh, we'd rather that's hear fun. the curse words. Thank you. <laughs> Jamie, you said that the turkey was the on-screen food that just made you want to feast. Was there any other foods besides that? Because I've got one. When that wanna... hot cocoa okay, yes. comes out yep. of that newfangled sleigh. Yep. Oh, and the cookie? I will... The cookie I could take or leave. I'm a... I'm a dense cookie girl. That one looked a little crunchy for me. Yeah, that's true. But that cu- that cocoa, that thick, rich cocoa. I just like the idea of it being a CD. Clever. I think less th- this movie does cocoa really well. Um, but I'm I really think that cocoa tastes better in a large pewter mug, and I want I want one of those mugs with reindeer as the legs. <laughs> Oh, I didn't so notice cool. the reindeer legs. Yeah. Well, not the legs. It's reindeer okay. heads as the legs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll go back and so, rewatch. Yeah. Just for that. No, that makes it not look too so hot. Good. Extra chocolate. Shaken. Not stirred. <laughs> Judy's the goat. Um, my question is, Judy, is that the same girl from the second movie? Is is that the same character technically, or is that a different elf? You know what I'm talking no, she about. She was a lot older in in the movie because you're talking about the waitress from Denny's, right? Oh, no, I'm talking about the, the one who movie. gave him the pajamas. Yeah. Oh, nice, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch on to that until this time through. Um, I I don't I don't think it's the same the same girl. Because the the second one was made so much longer after this first one. No, I know it's not the same girl. I I just didn't know if that's supposed to be the same character. Because they change Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, I'm not sure. But she was cool, too. Um, Anyways, Jonathan, any other standout foods for you? Uh, I was going to go with cocoa. I don't know if there's that much more. Maybe the the Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) The dad wave with... His cast. The cast, yeah. Classic. First 30 minutes of this movie, I feel like are flawless. So many yeah. laughs, so many gags. So good. What do you mean? It's an American institution. 
<laughs> All the Asian businessmen. Oh. Yeah. Now, this actually is one of the first movies where I understood, or my first glimpse of corporate America in a film. I just, mm. ugh. Kind of gross, but also kind of nostalgic. Just the board meetings, and I've always wanted to have a board meeting where someone takes my order for lunch. But can we talk about the fat shaming in that scene? Because if I want to order six desserts at lunch, mind your business, honestly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no. Especially Uh, if I'm getting my hot fudge on the side, I'm making healthy choices. And a Diet Coke. Is it rude to play the the Jeopardy music while, like, the last person is trying to finish their food? I think it's kind of (laughs) rude. How much do you think oh, they had to man. pay to license that? Oh, probably a lot. The music. The, yeah. Let's talk about the, the entire music. budget went to paying Tim Allen and getting the Jeopardy theme. And maybe a little bit for the ZZ Top song at the end. Yeah, I think Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the music in this movie is both really great and both weird. Because, like, the score, great. I just mm-hmm. have one beef with the soccer scene. Why? I just didn't understand why they're playing New Orleans jazz during a little kid's soccer game. It makes no sense. Well, isn't it a Christmas song? I'm trying to think. It's, um, that's, what is that? Jingle Dashing Bells, the right? Snow. Isn't it like... Yeah, isn't it a New Orleans jazz version of Jingle Bells? I couldn't tell. Maybe it is. I'm hearing hearing it in my head, and I think it is. Also, that makes me ask, where, what city is this movie set in? Do we know? Chicago. Chicago. Is it Chicago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And then the part of the movie is set in the North Pole. So. Which part? Is there? Most of the parts are in the North Pole. Okay. <laughs> so it's set all over the world too. That's where he goes. You know what? I, I he never they never show him delivering presents to like other countries. Just America. That's because they spent all their budget on Tim Allen and the Jeopardy theme. Oh, and a okay. little on ZZ Top. And a little on ZZ Top. What if they had like the foreign version of the movie had different scenes where he was visiting like other countries and there was like alternate versions of the movie. That'd be pretty cool. So fun fact, there is no foreign version. This was only shown to Americans. <laughs> like this isn't even like they didn't even do it in, into a dub or anything. Maybe they have now, so, but there isn't another version called Plus. Popo Shisho. <laughs> Popo Shisho. Okay. We can we can do a deep dive on that later, but I did <laughs> a deep dive. I did a deep dive into it's actually Topo Gijo. Oh, but it does. I I always thought it was Popo Gijo. Hmm. Um, have you guys done a deep dive into this? Mm-mm. No, I watched this movie, and that's that's the deep dive. Yeah, so you're in the shallow end, my friend, because I always thought Topo Gijo was just another name for Santa. You know, that's what I assumed all of those aliases were. Uh But Topo Gijo was like a puppet mouse 
that used to appear on the Ed Sullivan show. What? And he did a bit where he dressed up like Santa. Um, and it was mildly racist. Um, oh boy. And I don't know why they chose that to reference. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good soundbite for sure. <laughs> okay, let's put our... Put yourself in Tim Allen's shoes that night. That has to be a crazy. Yeah, I, Charlie is seeing miracles happen, and he's full on believing it. Somehow, since he doesn't believe in Santa, he still doesn't believe in it, even when he sees it. And he says that in there, and then that's where he goes and saying, "Seeing isn't." Believing, believing is seeing. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like, what would you do in that situation? Would you just full on, like, be skeptical or would you, like, buy into it fully? I think by nature, I'd be skeptical. I think the very fact that he, like, puts on the clothes is just wild enough. Like, why would he even do that? (laughs) First of all, you see a, a dead man just disappear disintegrate but then you're just like oh sweet free jacket you're just like oh he's running around naked i was about to say he assumes (laughs) that he's just somewhere naked which is funnier a funnier idea (laughs) yeah i don't know man i think i would have to assume either i was dreaming or i got a hold of the wrong stuff to quote yeah. A great YouTube video. <laughs> he has some line in there. I don't remember exactly the full line, but he, he just explains it to Charlie like, oh, this is so weird. But it's like, I lived through the 60s or something like that. Do you remember the line? Oh, yeah. There's so much more. To yeah, it, it's when it's when he's on the roof. You're flying so he's... high. Yes. <laughs> he's like, that's all right. I lived through the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> that That was one of those jokes where like, our parents laughed at it and I didn't get it. So I was like, Oh, ha Yeah. That's funny. Right. Mm. Same thing. Like at the end of the night, he's like, Merry Christmas to all. When I wake up, I'm getting a cat scan. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Top three favorite quotes. Easily. <laughs> also, another thing that I didn't understand when I was a kid, I remember my mom saying that judge Reinhold was, Neil, the guy who played yeah. Neil. <laughs> and I didn't realize Judge was his name or like a nickname. <laughs> you thought he and was so a in judge. My, I legitimately thought he was a judge who also happened to act in Christmas movies. Like mm-hmm. a Judge Judy that makes total situation. Sense. I didn't know until I mean, I was probably an adult when I figured that out too. <laughs> What else is he in? The Santa Claus 2. And three. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jeremy. He was in um, a movie that me and you have seen, Walking Across Egypt. He was not. Have you seen that, Apparently, Jamie? he was in that. There's no, no way you've seen this. Okay. <laughs> Walking Across Egypt is... Ah, I don't even know what production company it was. It was some weird Christian movie, I guess. It had Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it, where he he like breaks out of jail 
out of juvie and he ends up staying with this old lady that's really strict and Christian and makes him go to church and stuff. And he tur- she turns him into a good boy. It is a looking good movie. At this cover, looking at this cover, it looks familiar. I almost feel like maybe I have seen this. It looks like something we would have checked out at the library. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised. We had a VHS copy of it somehow with no cover. It just said, Walking Across Egypt. And I popped it in one day and I was like, hey, it's Randy from Home Improvement. Sweet. We played a game. We played a Jackbox game at Christmas last night with my whole family. Yeah. And we were playing that game where you answer questions about yourself and then everybody else has to guess the right answer and try to fool people into, you know, picking your answer. Mm -hmm. And when it got to Hannah's turn for who was your first childhood crush, there were three versions of Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the answer. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, he, yeah, what a heartthrob. Still. Dude, Mark Hamill was in that movie. Are you serious? We're going to have to watch this movie. Okay. Anyways, gotta, back to Santa We got the Claus. VCR plugged in. We got to go find that tape. Yeah. I think we might have to watch that before we leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, one of the other quotes, going back to the Denny scene, is one that me and Jeremy quote a lot about when Charlie asked for chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of hinted at that in my yeah. soy milk story, but mm-hmm. I just yeah. wanted to call it out. Just oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're Which out of chocolate do you milk. Say, I was about to say, do you say we're out, we're out, <laughs> we're out, we're out? And then or we, do you just no. say plain milk's fine? That's what we do. We say plain milk's fine, even when we're not even talking about milk. We'll just talk about anything, uh, like going out to eat somewhere or. Uh, one one person settles for another decision, and we're just like, okay, plain milk's we're, fine. <laughs> it's a very useful quote in yeah, everyday life. Could be used for anything. So. Just whatever we're settling on is the less exciting option. Like, mm, yeah, plain milk's <laughs> fine. There's, I love there's, that. Charlie is the king of quotes in this movie. Hmm. He's such a cute kid he's, too. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of a brat. You think he's a brat? A little bit. A little bit. Hmm. He doesn't listen very well. That's true. But he is also seven. How old is he? No excuses. See, I can't tell this kid how old Charlie is now because it's the 90s. In the beginning, whenever he's like, how come everything I want to do is stupid? Yeah. I like, I want to just, that makes me mad. I cringed a little bit at that line. He's definitely listening to his to Judge Reinhold. That's what you get for having a judge as <laughs> a stepfather. Because he's like, oh, my, my stepfather's a therapist. so And a judge. Something about him that makes you want to lash out irrationally. <laughs> Where did you hear that? <laughs> uh, that also brings me to another of my top three favorite quotes. Uh, which is... Where is he? Well, he could be listening to records, jumping up and down on his bed, wearing a red hat and galoshes. I don't care what Neil's doing. Where's Charlie? (laughs) That's good. That's good. What's the other quote that we have? Probably just like the less than three. Oh, the you couldn't. 
<laughs> yeah, that's our biggest one probably from this movie. I've heard you say that in the wild. Let's, let's <laughs> in the wild, <laughs> you go you ahead. It. Well, it's it's at the very end of the movie when like Tim Allen gets back to the North Pole and he's he's officially like going to be Santa Claus and he's telling Charlie, he's like, how could I do this without you? And Charlie just goes, you couldn't. But just but the he way said he it. said it, we've always laughed at it. It's like he you couldn't. couldn't. He didn't enunciate. It just sounds like he could it. <laughs> I don't know. I always heard it as you couldn't. Like you could couldn't. It. Like there's an N in there. There's there's something in there that's missing. The D is silent. Added. You couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm uh, reminded more and more how parallel our childhoods were because when I've heard you guys say that in real life, not in podcast world, <laughs> I knew exactly what you were quoting. There is another quote. I don't, and I feel like maybe I've said this. I don't know if this is one that me and Jeremy have said a lot together, but the scene when like, I think it's when Bernard gives him the, the snow globe, but the way Charlie says thanks to him, he's like, thanks. Thanks a lot. And just, <laughs> It's almost like it's like sarcastic, almost like thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. I've just always cracked up at that line. I thought you were gonna say thank you, but that's mm. a whole nother child She's actor from a whole nother movie. We have a lot of we we quote a lot of child actors, which is weird. Okay. And I might need your help on this one because I wrote down one other quote here, but like I was trying to do shorthand. And now because of that, I don't remember what the full quote was. All I wrote down was, sorry about your partner. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Um, Something I thought was funny. It was in the classroom scene. And it was when the firefighter dad has just finished his talk. And the teacher is like, "Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry man. about your partner." <laughs> that I don't know if I ever picked up on that as a kid. That was something watching it this time that I was cracking up at. <laughs> it was like, obviously, he just told this gruesome story of losing his partner in a fire or something like that. Firefighters getting real in front of the kids. I mean, we already. This is a fire safety heavy movie. We've seen fire extinguisher in the kitchen. With a little PSA from Scott Calvin yeah, about that's why you always keep a fire extinguisher. And he, I mean, he also goes down fireplaces, so making yeah. sure those are nice and clean and the flue is open. They have the scene where they do the flame retardant suit. Yes. Yeah. I've always wanted to wear a flame retardant suit and get a flame thrown just to see how well I'll survive. Probably pretty well. <laughs> But I've always wanted to be a baked potato like that. Is that wrong? If that's wrong, I don't hmm. want to be right. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, puppets in Santa Claus's Ugh. bedroom? Hate them all. Hate them all. No. Send them to Mr. Rogers' <laughs> no. land and get them out of here. When we were watching this, Joe literally goes, here comes your favorite part. <laughs> because, and he, he was not being facetious because Punch and Judy screaming at Scott Calvin dropping his pants is the funniest <laughs> moment in this movie. And I stand by that. That was, that was pretty okay. funny. 
Those puppets just freak me out. I always had to skip that part and close my eyes in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I just didn't like them. They give me the creeps. You know what? I just had a thought, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do a ranking of Neil's sweaters in this movie. Like, not live okay. on the podcast here, but, like, maybe that's, like, an Instagram post. On Instagram? Okay. Yeah. Just see, like, yeah. which one. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, which which one did you like best? <laughs> we'll do a Neil Rate sweater the fit. tier list. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the last note that I took while I was watching this is I would wear every piece of clothing Laura Miller wears and most of the items Neil wears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unironically. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about a, a character. Bernard. I think we talked a little bit about him, but Good what is everyone's Bernard. impression of Bernard in this movie? I love the guy. He's great. He plays the like constantly annoyed character pretty good. Yeah. He's just like always in a rush, always like annoyed that like Scott's not like following him even though he's like 10 steps ahead of him. He's really taking care of business. And I want to know his backstory specifically about his hair and also his <laughs> necklace. Yeah. Hmm. His dreads. Yeah. I feel like he's seen <laughs> things. He's been around he's for a while. He's, he's the head elf for a reason. Can we talk about elf aging? Because how old is Bernard? What did he say? He's like 900 years old. Something, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But then we have that shot of the baby. The actual baby oh, that yeah. looks really sad when Scott says, what if I choose not to believe? And then they cut <laughs> to an actual baby elf. He, he's an Am intern. I supposed to believe that baby is making toys? <laughs> I, I, that's I the, would that's say the that, only yes. thing that makes this movie not believable. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I do like the scenes. I mean, we're talking about how the middle dragged a little bit, but there's a lot of funny stuff in between two of like, basically Bernard tells him to like, you'll have the rest of the year to like get your affairs in order and then report back to the North Pole. So there's a lot of stuff like obviously all the stuff of him, like, you know, growing the beard super fast and gaining the weight is really funny. I also like the scene when like they deliver the list to his house and he just like has all those boxes in his living room. <laughs> yeah, truckloads. Armand Asante. <laughs> oh, what what else is there? I mean, I guess you you talked about this the um the soccer game where like all the little kids like think he's Santa Claus and go and Yeah, that was really sit cute. on his lap and ask him for <laughs> for toys for Christmas. They just know. I also liked the scene where he's like first figuring out that he has these powers and he's walking down the street and he starts seeing the kids and he's like, Johnny, nice. Billy, naughty. And mm -hmm. then Veronica, very Ver nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> In your dream, sleigh boy. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh. That was very uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, <laughs> uh, did y'all know that this movie was written, like the part was written for Bill Murray instead of Tim Allen originally? But 
Bill Murray like, declined the role mm. because it just wasn't his type of humor. This humor does seem very well suited to Tim Allen. The sarcastic, kind of bitter, yeah, 90s dad. Sort of forced mm-hmm. humor, but it's still funny enough to laugh at. Dad jokes, but kind of mean dad jokes. <laughs> I did I did feel like a lot of the jokes held up. I saw I still thought it was pretty funny. I know one that didn't. The one eight hundred spank me scene. <laughs> that they cut out of Disney Plus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I had ever seen it because I was looking up trivia and <laughs> that was the first time I remember hearing of it. Did you like look up the scene on YouTube? Or I, of course. Yeah. Of course. Am I a red blooded American? <laughs> Another joke that I um was one of my favorites was also when they're grilling Scott about what he and Charlie were doing the night before. Mm-hmm. And he uh he says, We shared a bowl of sugar, did some shots of brown lucre, played with my shotguns, field dressed a cat. <laughs> Left for women. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is so, like, endearing, but depressing at the same time. He kind of, like, found, like, his life is falling apart. But then he stumbles across this Santa Claus gig. And now he finally has something to put his life back together. And I think that's pretty cool. I think there's a lot of clever stuff in it. I mean, just the whole, the idea of the Santa Claus in general. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like got the fine print on the card. Whoever puts on the suit becomes Santa Claus. And honestly, I didn't even like pick up on that. Like that they were like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I didn't really pick up like as they made sequels, they like kept coming up with clauses. I mean, yeah. it should be obvious, but I didn't like, oh, this is like a theme of this. Series. The Mrs. Like, Claus. As a kid, the... I didn't really think of it that much. I just thought of it as like, oh, it's, oh, this is what he's got to do in this movie. But I yeah. think that was pretty clever. And like, even just like, I wrote down what his title was in the business. He was like the Midwest marketing and distribution team for like a toy company. So, I mean, like he's like working in toys already. And he's got the resume. I don't know, little it. things like that. There are some clever scenes or clever things in the movie. Kind of like mm-hmm. how they have the elves scattered throughout. I remember as a mm-hmm. kid when I found that out and oh, yeah. looking for elves in every scene, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of creepiness with these elves, but not creepy enough to, like, hate them, you know? Well, they can be edited into the uh, psychological thriller trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what what is your ranking of the Santa Claus movies though? Oh man, Jamie, is it just release order? I have a feeling it's one, two, three. Mine for sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've only seen the third one two or three times. Same. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Mm -hmm. Um, the second one we maybe watch every other year. It's not a must watch for us. But we oh, watched it a few nights ago. Yeah. You know, it's one of those you have on in the background. But yeah. the OG, you know, we put it on. We put our phones down. We quote it. <laughs> we're zoned yeah. in. 
Yeah. I would I say the first it... two are are definitely staples for our family, and then the third one yeah. was like, mm, it's okay. Um, but our family definitely liked the second one more. I think. I think yeah. we watched the second one more than the first one. I was just going to say, I feel like the reason that is, is because we only had the first movie on VHS and that's when DVDs were a huge deal. And Santa Claus 2, we had on DVD. So we were just like, let's just pop that one in because that's the DVD. This is the future. It's the new one. And it's got to be the good yeah, one. Yeah, it's the new one. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I feel like th- that one is more fun to watch, but you can't not rank i mean i guess the first one is just the best one i don't know (laughs) i think my issue with the second one was they tried to do too many callbacks to the first one okay like i appreciate a good original movie reference in a sequel the wink wink Mm -hmm. nod nod you know but i feel like they did that a little bit too much yeah in the second film Hmm. I just love Curtis. We quote him more. <laughs> He's the star of the second movie. The desanctification process has begun. Do you guys remember? Do you, do you guys ever have those parts in a movie that you see and you immediately remember that? Oh, that was in the trailer for that movie. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I remember seeing like the previews on Disney Channel was always the tooth fairy going, the Molinator. The Molinator. Like <laughs> yeah, I had that moment yeah. just yesterday watching, because we watched the third one, and there's a scene with Martin Short talking with Lucy as Jack Frost, and he was just like, I invented chill. And I was like, that was in the trailer. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That's why I remember it, because I have not seen this movie that many times. I saw that one oh, in yeah, theaters, those sound actually. Bites. I guess, I did I guess we're going to just talk about the other one. Oh, I guess we'll just, I don't know. I just wanted to get into it a little bit. We don't have to like dive okay. into each one. Because yeah. I feel like we'll end up doing the next couple eventually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just remember the second one being a little bit scarier. Mm. But just as good. I, I rank them both just as good, which is a hot take. So, And that's me being generous. Generous to the first one or the second one? Whichever one you think. um no i i don't know i i do think i I have a better appreciation for this movie this time through as opposed to maybe my opinions on it last year so that's improvement so i do really like this movie and it is definitely a staple and is what i think of when i think of christmas like this is up there I'm not I'm not going into sequels or anything like this series these movies is probably top 3 of all Christmas movies period. Like I said it's the canonization of Christmas like that is it. That's all the backstory, it's all the lore, all the rules, all the clauses. It's great. I feel like there's different categories of staples for Christmas movies. I have my staples that are even nostalgic for a time before I was born. Like it's a wonderful Mm -hmm. life, white Christmas. I always watch those and they make me wish I was part of that time period. But then I have my staples that were from my childhood that make me feel 
super nostalgic about my own childhood. And then you have some of the more recent ones that are instant staples. Oh, yeah. Being? Um, Elf, I consider more of a recent, because I was an older kid. Like, I wasn't a okay. little kid when Elf came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like that's a staple. And then, like, more adult Christmas movies, like The Holiday. I'm a big fan of The Holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I feel like, have, I, have you seen the movie Klaus? That came out okay, a couple years ago on Netflix. Okay, we watched that for the first time with the kids a few nights ago. Okay. And it was so good. Yeah. I think it is. It was really good. I mean, I talk about this in our past episode, but I really love that movie. It is probably one of my top five Christmas movies of all time. And that that's nothing. I didn't grow up with it. It's only been out for a couple of years. But mm-hmm. I love that movie. So I just want to know if you see it's a clever, what your thoughts were. Yeah, it's a clever retelling of the yeah. classic story we all know and love. And yeah. the way that throughout the movie they weave the little nuggets of how each part of the Santa lore came to be. Yeah. It's beautiful. One. It is a beautiful movie. It is also visually beautiful. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, almost as good as Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, is that the one with the snakes? The yes. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snakes. Snakes. I don't know snakes. But you wouldn't get that because you haven't seen Home Alone. <laughs> Jamie, if you ever come back, you're gonna have to you're you're gonna have to see Home Alone. You guys already reviewed it or talked about it. Oh, I know. I know. We just need you to see it. It's just a prerequisite. Like you wouldn't have had me on if you'd known. Right. Probably not. You you're just lucky we haven't ended this call, to be honest. So This is it probably isn't important for the podcast, but I did just want to say that I had the same jungle poster as Charlie Miller or Charlie Calvin on the back of his door. Whoa, really? Oh cool. Yeah. So the junk I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest. Well, I remember as Keep a kid just being like <laughs> that's an instant connection though whenever you see something of your own room or something like a toy or something that's instant connection with the movie that's great oh yeah <laughs> but yeah so jamie we have a specific i'm sure you've listened to some other episodes um and yeah. every time we have a guest on we interview them and we have a sort of an iq test which is stands for uh inside quotes not whatever iq stands for and uh yeah we'll go ahead and get started with that (laughs) all right so these answers are just for your your opinion no wrong answers just based on your childhood grown up watching movies the first question is was your family a blockbuster family or a hollywood video family we were blockbuster all the way because we didn't have a hollywood video small town that's true we didn't have a choice (laughs) But also, a fun fact, my great aunt owned a video rental store when I was a really? kid. Really? Really? Yeah. So we were, while she owned that, we were more like we would just go there and rent our movies, mm-hmm. obviously. And it was just yeah. an independent one. Did you get them for free? Probably. <laughs> 
I don't know. I was a kid. I wasn't in charge of the money. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, what is the first movie you remember seeing in the theaters? Okay. So I feel very proud that this is my answer. It is the OG Toy Story. Oh, and there's man. also a story wow. behind that. I know. I know. That's a good one. Um, it's not some dumb, you know, Dunstan checks in or, you know. Hey. I don't know. No Dunstan slander on this podcast. <laughs> no Dunstan slander on Inside Quotes. We will cover um, that movie. <laughs> um, But I just remember my middle sister, Hannah, it was for her birthday. She really wanted to go see It Takes Two but there were curse words in it. So it was a no go until we could watch uh, it with the TV guardian. (laughs) That was the Mary Kate Nashley movie, right? It was. Yeah. So imagine if that had to be my answer. Wow. Well, I like your answer because that was the first movie I saw as well. It's toy story. (sighs) So we got that connection. I love that. Whoa. Very first movie. That's a very nineties child answer Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah all right next question if money is no object what movie theater snacks are you buying i'm gonna go i always need something sour so i'm gonna go with you know like a sour gummy worm or a sour punch straw Ooh, that's not a popular one hmm on, on, not a popular answer. It is a popular candy. I, sure. We haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah. I like it. Well, I love a sour punch straw. You know, I'll just take the lot if money's no object. <laughs> we'll take the lot. Yeah. But definitely sour. And then I need to have a bottle of water to go with my sour. And smart water only. No Dasani. Yeah, we don't like Dasani I can respect on this that. podcast. Don, Dasani, if you decide to sponsor us, we won't. I, okay, we will, actually. But we won't. We will change our it. tune in a minute, because we can be bought. <laughs> we can. <laughs> Next question. Another food-related question. Uh, what is the craziest snack you've ever snuck into the movies? You did not get this at the concession stand. So, I don't feel like I've ever snuck anything weird into a movie. But it's more the location that I choose to sneak things in. Because sometimes if I don't have a purse or something, I have been known to stick stuff into my pants, like my waistband. (laughs) And sometimes multiple things. So I just look like I have a nice gut. (laughs) Okay. But worth it. Just typical stuff like candy or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. weird, just more the location is mm-hmm. the strange part. All right. Um, next question. Uh, do you watch movies with the subtitles on or off? Ooh. I'm an off person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a that. problem when we have movie nights at our house. <laughs> yeah. Because we have a divide. <laughs> but I can it's sacrifice true. for the good of the group. <laughs> I just find myself not being able to not read them. And then I feel like I miss the action right. mm-hmm. and it kind of ruins it for, for I comedy that. and like when they're setting up a joke it kind of ruins it because you're reading it before they say it but yeah. agreed yeah okay and then one more question this is the last one 
uh, what movie, in your opinion, is totally overrated? I'm going to take my time. So. That's good. I need a hot fudge Sunday if you're going to do that. <laughs> if she says Santa Claus 2. Ugh. No, I think it's rated appropriately. <laughs> Okay, um, most overrated movie, I'm going to go with Casablanca. (laughs) Jeremy, didn't you hate on that one recently? I did. I did. (laughs) Oh, I I don't think I heard that. It's good, okay? (laughs) But I don't ever want to watch it again. (laughs) Yeah, I think with a lot of those old classics... That's the thing. I can see why it has its notoriety, but I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I just totaled up the the answers to the test. You got a score of 42 on the IQ test, which is a perfect score. So congrats. (sighs) Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Anytime. So Jeremy, do you have any uh, takeaways for this movie? Any uh, lessons learned? I sure do. If I ever get arrested and go to jail i'm sneaking in a pack of tinsel okay that's the best way to get out Mm. not for decorating gotta make sure you get the right stuff i I think my lesson learned is a little bit more like on the nose but it's just always read the fine print you gotta (laughs) read it or else you become santa claus and you have to switch careers and do you have a a letterbox score jeremy for this movie I do. Are we going to do them all at the same time? So, okay, Jamie, do you so, know what Letterbox is? Yeah, it's a how many stars? Okay, yeah. So out of five so, stars. And you can go half. You can go like one and a half if you hate it or something like that. But, mm-hmm. all right, let's all do it at the same time. All right, ready? Okay. Three, two, one, four point five. Three and a half. Four point five. Ooh. I was being generous. What did you say, Jeremy? I said four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only because... I went super low on has, that. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. And I agree with both of y'all. But <laughs> I think I took into account for how much of a staple this is for every single mm. person on the planet. Yeah. And how much it affected everyone's enjoyment of Christmas. So... Yeah. For that, I give it an extra point. Otherwise, I'm in the three five mm. as a movie. But yeah, you know what? I might be convinced to bump it up to a four, just a solid four. Perfect. But I'll leave it at that because this All movie right. is a staple. But I don't think it's a five out of five. I was tempted to give it a five out of five because of how much I personally love it. Yeah. But I want to mm-hmm. be objective, and I feel like I got to save fives for. I gotta save Holes those. You know, I can't or be I can't brother be bear or country bears. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. There aren't enough stars in the sky for country bears. <laughs> All right, so next time we post, John, it's gonna be 2023. It's gotta be a good one. Kick off the year on a right foot or left foot. What's it gonna be? All right. Well, next next week on Inside Quotes, we'll be continuing. Our look at the wizarding world. I'm not even going to give a hint. It's just what we're going to be doing next week. And here's a clip. 
another year at Hogwarts. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at InsideQuotesCast. Give us a follow and uh, give us any movie suggestions you want to hear. Uh, and if you are in the Bowling Green area on January 21st, you are hereby invited to come see Inside Quotes Live for the Staple Awards Year 3. So, if you want to know more information on that, that'll be on our Instagram. So, yeah. Come on down. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to leave us a good review. Five stars, and we'll get your name on the nice list. That's very valuable. Or, um... If you don't care about that, we'll just get you Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. Dude, one last story. I have one of those. <laughs> when I was in college at our dear FC, the statute of limitations are broken now, so it's fine. I won't get FC canceled. We broke in to this old closed down dorm room, dorm called Sutton, and I found an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle in, in some random dresser drawer while going through this abandoned building and i was like that's from santa claus and i'm gonna keep it so i did and it's somewhere uh probably in this house (laughs) that's a good souvenir it's all i ever wanted for christmas (laughs) um thanks for listening everybody we hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood just as much as we have and if you did make sure you hit subscribe or follow on apple Podcasts or spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until next week, Merry Christmas, and uh, when we get back home, we're going to have a CAT scan. Thank you.